Over 60,000 songs are added to Spotify every day, and I'm here to make sure you don't miss any of the good ones. From independent artists just starting out to seasoned vets in the industry, this interview-style podcast highlights artists whose music you don't want to miss. Make sure to follow along to the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist to hear tracks from artists featured on the show. You're listening to Music You're Missing. My name is Brendan Gennetti, and today I'm speaking with Foy Vance. I'm really excited and honestly, dare I say, a little bit nervous to talk to Foy because he truly is a legend. His impressive career spans over 20 years, touring with the likes of Sir Elton John, Bonnie Raitt, Snow Patrol, and Ed Sheeran. Vance's collaborations include co-writing four tracks on Ed Sheeran's 2017 album, Divide, and he's worked with many others, including Alicia Keys, Rag and Bone Man, Keith Urban, Casey Musgraves, and Miranda Lambert. Last year, Vance launched his podcast series, The Vinyl Supper, in which he talks music, food, and life stories with special guests like Benny Blanco, Courtney Cox, Josh Groban, and Keith Urban. This man is so impressive. I actually took a lot of notes when I was listening to The Vinyl Supper because not only is he a great artist, but the way he just speaks to people is admirable. He handles like conversations, whether they're silly, lighthearted, or, you know, really dark and deep with just such graciousness. So I'm truly so honored to speak with Foy in studio. But first, hey, if this is your first time listening to Music You're Missing, all artists that get interviewed on the Music You're Missing podcast get featured on the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist cover. Foy Vance's face can be seen at the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist cover right now. And we've added some of our favorite Foy tracks streaming at the top. If you are listening to this episode on streaming, would you mind rating us five stars? I know it's corny to ask, but the more five stars that we get, the higher likelihood that our episodes get playlisted, which in turn means more exposure for these great artists and more exposure for me, which is always my favorite. (laughs) But anyways, I'm super excited to bring you Foy Vance on Music You're Missing. We're joined with Foy Vance. How's it going? It's going well. Yeah. Love to hear it. How are you drinking your coffee? Black? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, are we purely black coffee all the time? Yeah, absolutely. No way. Milk's milk's no good for you. That's no, you shouldn't have milk and coffee. Really? <laughs> I don't know. You have whatever you like. No, I go. I I switch back and forth of when I want to do black coffee. I'd probably say four out of five times I'll go black. But here's the thing: I'm an iced coffee only guy. Iced coffee. Only. <laughs> wow, you're one of them. Yeah. I- Is it too late to call this up? <laughs> What's your thoughts on iced coffee? Oh no, I'm joking. I, honestly, coffee. I don't really have many thoughts on coffee other okay. than when I need it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right now, I'm going <clears throat> a bit tired. Mm-hmm. Last night was a long night, and your man there said, "Anyone want coffee?" And I near had his arm off. And there you go. Yeah, uh, long night because we're traveling. We're we're in Boston. Welcome. Have you ever spent time here before? Yeah, yeah. I passed through a few times playing uh, a couple of my own shows, a couple of supports. Uh. Was out by the water one time. Yeah, yeah, the the pavilion. Yeah, beautiful venue. That's it. I can't remember who I was supporting, but uh, yeah, that was incredible. That's mm-hmm. Incredible seafood. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Do you like Italian food? Yeah. Who doesn't? I don't want to know about anyone who doesn't like <laughs> Italian food. You got to go to the North End. It's like, oh, yeah? I, do, do we call it Little Italy, Peter, or is that New York? I've yeah, I've only heard. North <laughs> okay, yeah. it's our Little Italy. Right. It's amazing. It like it's very. It's where I recommend everyone goes. Although I did just tell your team over here that we, you guys should go to Mr. Dooley's. It's an Irish pub. Oh, yeah? Okay. How do we feel about American Irish pubs? 
Great. Okay. <laughs> Great. They're fine. I mean, I don't know why I want you to be me. Like, I want to pull some negativity out of you right now. Actually, you know what? You know what? I do know what. I know what you're fishing for. <laughs> it's kind of like having an American pub in Ireland. What does that mean? Yeah. It's an it's a pub and it's an Irish pub mm-hmm. that has an American theme. Uh, but the thing is, that there's so many people from Ireland here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That know about the tap. Know about know to keep it flowing. Know how to clean. Know how to set. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, you know what I mean? Set the uh, set the amount of gas and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, I think there are a lot there are a lot of Irish bars over here for sure that are just you know what I mean sticking a couple of <laughs> signs up Galway. Kiss me, I'm 30, Irish. That's six it. kilometers or whatever, and then you know lashing some taps in. Yeah, uh, but aye, the real ones and there there are many of those dotted around mm-hmm. the country. There is, and I think that's I think that's why I like it. The, the owners are Irish. It's very I don't know. It's a very quaint experience that you don't get anywhere else in the city. Um, Mr. Dooley set it up. I have no connection with them either. <laughs> well, if we had time, I'd love that. Um, so, like I said, you're you're touring. You had taken a break before coming back on the road, mm-hmm. even before COVID. Mm-hmm. How did that make you feel when touring was? stopped how did that make you feel about your decision were you still confident in it i think we're far enough away from that now for me to be honest i felt fucking great nice it was incredible that with that that Mm -hmm. whole thing weirdly (laughs) like very personally speaking yeah obviously it killed some people and ruined (laughs) some businesses but personally speaking it was great yeah i had a lovely time Uh, (laughs) yeah and maybe that's too lighthearted for. <laughs> no, I literally, I think I say the same thing every episode. Like I, I think I, we had a little chat before this. I was cooking. I was, yeah. I was cleaning. My house is yeah. an absolute shithole now, but it used to be yeah. clean. I had so much free time to do things I never would have thought mm. to do because I'm so consumed by work and just like everyday life. Um, and yeah, I, I honestly like look back on that time. Obviously, sadness for the people that I had no connection to it. But I look back on that time, like take me back. That was such a great time for me. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to go back, with- <laughs> but it just sort of—I don't know. I guess when it happened, I had no plans to tour anyway. I mm-hmm. uh, didn't want to tour. Uh, I was trying to get the record together at that time. It was a working title, Republic of Eden. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went when it went into lockdown, and I was living in London. And I love London as a city. It's one of the most incredible cities in the world, but I just hate living in a city. I'm just not a city person. Um, it was driving me nuts being there, but my daughter got into a school down there, so oh, yeah. it was like, I had to go down for a couple of years. Uh, so when lockdown happened, I didn't go anywhere but the house to the studio, from the studio to the house. I didn't mm-hmm. go out and enjoy London or anything, go to the bars <laughs> or hang out. No, I just went to work and then home. Yeah. Uh, so the only what changed dramatically was I'd stopped taking the train because the trains had stopped running for a bit and I would get in my car in the morning and drive through an empty London. It was like driving through 28 Days Later. Do you remember that movie? Mm-hmm. It was a little bit like that, especially coming home at night. <clears throat> but it was also, uh, I, a quiet drive to the studio, spend all day in the studio fishing for songs and then a quiet drive home. I was thinking, wow, if London could stay like this, I could live here for a while. Yeah. Uh, I so I I utilize the time just to get lost. What did that do for you creatively? I feel like for me, I actually was talking about this last episode. There was a day where I was out in the most busy part of Boston over like quarantine and no one was out and I was riding my bike and skateboarding around the city. And I was like, this is a memory like I'll have with me forever. Mm -hmm. Were there any, 
you know, specific lyrics or, or songs that came out of it, like times like that being in such a, what used to be pop in place that's now deserted? No, I didn't write about it. It certainly helped me write, mm -hmm. but I didn't write about that specifically. Interesting. Uh, but it did, it, it, you know what? I've always said, uh, the most important thing when writing a song is to listen. And which is why I like living where I live in Aberfeldy, where it's really quiet, mm -hmm. you know, uh, surrounded by you know, a, a beautiful lack of human intent. <laughs> There's just loads of mountains and uh, very stilling place, very quiet. And I think I hear better in places like that. So when the lockdown happened in London and it got very still and I got still, it helped me face up to a load of shit myself. I was making a record that it was a hodgepodge record. I was going, oh, I need to put an album out. Why? I don't know, because it's what you do, and then we'll put another one out and we'll tour it. Um, so I was putting all these songs together, and none of them really... It was like... It was like I was covering my own songs. You know, it was a Foyvans cover album I was putting together. That's a, that's tough to, to have like that headspace, too, of just thinking you're not getting it right. Well, I just knew I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't know what was wrong. I just knew something was not uh, connecting. So, and like I say, I got the, that when it's still, when London stilled a bit more, kind of faced up to some shit myself, but mm -hmm. the, because I'd been on the road for a long time and my alcohol intake and intake of other things were, you know, was yeah. uh, high. <laughs> um, <laughs> intended. And what you can get away with when you're on the road because you can mask it and you can hide it, mm -hmm. as I often did years past um i think when you're at home you can't yeah i mean going off that too just the industry that we're in specifically you know on the artist perspective you don't even have to mask it there's a lot of people who will kind of let that slide because oh, um, it's part of the, <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and yeah i mean it just feeds into it it makes it harder but i i understand that sapling was kind of the first song that served as the anchor for signs of life well that's what i'm saying in that moment of stillness you know really be really feeling i changed the dynamic of going to, to and from the studio changed dramatically for me because mm -hmm. usually i'd walk out and they'd, i'd walk out my door there'd be dog shit and like right at the door last night's takeaway because i live behind all these takeaways mm -hmm. um like strewn all over the street uh just billions of people it seemed like to me and way too much noise visually and all audio audio it was just I hated the commute. I would just have to get get headphones in, get a podcast on, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or something. So I, that stillness helped me kind of really fess up, start to really write. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I, I knew what needed to happen, <laughs> <laughs> I'd known all along. I was just uh, hiding. Yeah. So when you finally had Sapling, how quickly were you able to kind of put the pieces together for what would become signs of life? Well, it started really quick. It, it, as soon as I came, it made sense. Nice. Uh, and I, I think directly after that, I wrote uh, um, Signs of Life, I think it was. There was another couple just kind of, they all just kind of came, but then there was old songs, songs that I had from before, like It Ain't Over, the last song on the record. I wrote that 25 years ago. That's... Yeah, well, started writing it 25 years ago. I finished it <laughs> for this record, the last bit. Uh, but I, as soon as I came in, then it made sense. It made sense. I knew I had, a, I knew I had an album. I, I could see the cycle of it. I could see the arc of it. Mm -hmm. And the reason for doing it, you know, re-emerging from this fucking 
wild time, you know. Uh, How does that feel having a song for 25 years? Like there's some attachment to that. And then finally releasing it. Did you always know that was going to come out or did it just feel right this time? No, I thought it was like most of my songs that I write don't come out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I write a lot. Uh, just don't release a lot. <laughs> uh, I'd never, re- I'd, like I said, never, it wasn't that, uh, you know, I always knew I, I liked the song. Yeah. But it just it never had a reason to be. Well, anyway, I don't know. It just never made any other record or made sense for it. I don't, uh, but it's about Belfast and it's about a time in my life where I felt like I was, I, I just started to realize what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and how to go about it. You know, the signs of life, the full circle. <laughs> but it felt pertinent to be the end, the record with that, where mm-hmm. I sort of began. Yeah. In a way. The idea of rebirth, I think you called it the soft revolution. <laughs> Speaking of, kind of a huge theme of the album. I know you've had, or a, uh, you know, that terminology used before. What does that mean specifically to signs of life? That idea. Uh, did I say that about signs of life? You know, if, if you had said it in the past and you don't feel that way now, that's fine. Yeah. I know that the, the more so theme that at least I, I hear as a consumer is like the idea of rebirth and death and rebirth again, and just kind of that mm-hmm. cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess kind of my question is how, uh, why <laughs> you know like why is that a topic that you that you think you cover because we're here why the fuck are we <laughs> may as well talk about it. i feel like a lot of my thoughts and, and decisions are guarded are guided with that kind of mentality mm. as well so I, I i think that's why i resonated with the album so much and also i was surrounded by it so i i i, I had a son my youngest boy saul during the making of that record mm-hmm there's there's life happening. I'm at I'm a I'm a, I'm of an age now where I start to think about that shit a bit more. Mm-hmm. It comes into my mind a bit more. And also at that time, I was surrounded by people dying. We all were. The whole world was freaking out. Uh, I life's fucking visceral. It's no joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's no joke. Uh, so I it felt it it felt real then you know especially when we we're coming out of it yeah like the signs of life that you know the the jungle the veritable jungle that has grown up through chernobyl now you know what i mean yeah life finds a way uh so i was it felt like an obvious time to so the album signs of life is out and i feel like it's actually interesting to hear you say um that you know life is visceral because one of my favorite songs by you is thank you for asking which to me if we're bringing it back to that theme like i said a lot of my a lot of my thoughts are like life is fucking uh. but then i hear a song like that and i'm like wait a minute love exists <laughs> yes it does thankfully how how often do you know the sad the happy songs come out of you and and what what is it that that like specifically with thank you for asking was there like a happy moment where you're like this is it this is the song. I can't, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember right, writing it. Do you know what? I think I was writing that one with a with a view to a video. I thought it would make a really fun video of you know me dressed up like a real kind of geek in it. I don't know, a blue velour <laughs> suit or something with ruffles, and then yeah. and then you know the, the woman in a, in, a, in a nice dress and eating watermelon, kind of falling all down. <laughs> you know this real sweet song, but actually it's just really ridiculous. You're sneaking that, in. You're sneaking in uh, the. the <clears throat> 
I think that's where I think that's why I read. I, just, I wrote it for an exercise, <clears throat> I guess. I write a lot. I write songs for friends. I write songs to keep myself entertained. Uh, and s- that was just one of the ones that I did for a laugh. And then I think me and Greg, Baby Sweet, this, uh, he shoots a lot of videos for me. When we were making uh, to, M- to Memphis, that record to Memphis, he said, let's go on to Beale Street and you dance and I'll record. And we did that and put it up online and... Uh, I never dreamed that was going to come out or anything, <laughs> ever. But I've had a lot of love back yeah. from it, so you know, maybe we need to release a wee record like that. I think it, so. I think what I like about it is, if you listen to it, 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 at least it seems it's just you know just a simple moment in time. But you're saying so much about it, and it's so you know from a positive love standpoint. Like mm. I said, I've, so many times, I'm not in that. I'm not in the like <laughs> love is live headspace. So like, put that on. I'm like. I guess I guess it does exist. Oh, do you know what? That is one of the most incredible things about music, about songwriting. Mm-hmm. I can make anything exist. Yeah. Can bring my dad back to life. Can go fishing with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can go on a roller coaster with my granny. If I want. You can do, you can do whatever you want through art, right? You yeah. can create these worlds for yourself and these universes for other people to inhabit too. And you do that. Well, that weight is strong. <laughs> But you do that a lot, actually. That is why I have this sheet of paper. Because your music, it really takes a life on of its own and connects with so many people. And I want to read you some comments from YouTube videos. And why you tell me why you tell me about them. So well, here's one. And you know, we're starting off strong, but I just want to reinforce the idea that you know your music holds a lot of weight. So someone said, "I am a new recovering alcoholic who needs damn near every word you've released in the past few months. I love all your music, but the newest stuff helps me put those demons behind. Sapling is my alarm every morning. Thank you." And then we have another one. Your voice has transcended my mindset into optimistic, jolly, good feelings. Instead of cussing up a storm because this day is following disaster, your music makes me feel all right. And just one more to really lay into your heartstrings. I'm going through a breakup with my wife and I break down. In Aren't Foy. we fucking all? <laughs> and Foy as a way of reaching into his soul and relate to my emotions and what I'm going through. Kind of like having a friend there to listen to me. That's beautiful. That's all beautiful. That's cool shit, isn't it? I mean, if that was the only three people that the music ever affected, I think it'd be worth doing, because I right. do, do it for myself anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, a jolly good optimistic feeling is, like, how does that feel to have so many people not just listen to your songs, but really, like, it's a you know staple in their life and their emotions? That's a wild thing. Mm-hmm. That's a very cool thing. Uh, it's not the thing that I do it for, but it's a real... Uh, that's a real addition. Mm-hmm. Some tasty gravy on an already full plate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think you can think too much. It's lovely to hear. It's lovely to hear. Um, but I don't think you can think too much about that. Okay. My, my dad always had this thing where <clears throat> he would come to my gigs. <clears throat> excuse me. He would come to my gigs. And afterwards, people would be coming up and maybe, you know, saying stuff about, oh, you're really great or this. I love that song or whatever. And each time my dad would lean in and say, come grano salis, which is Latin for, uh, with a pinch of salt. Like, don't listen to that song. Don't listen to that any nonsense. Take that all with a pinch of salt. Smile and nod, but don't, don't, don't believe your own hype. Keep trucking. Uh, 
I think that's pretty good advice. Yeah. So it's very touching. It's lovely. I want to hug every last one of those people that said that and high five the guy that's off the drink. You're a, <laughs> you're inspiring me right now. <laughs> uh, I it's cool. I guess okay. it's, it's no. beautiful. It's beautiful. It's but really I I I definitely appreciate that answer. I think a lot of people you know, think that's what an artist chases is like, I want to, you know, control everyone's emotions or I want the most people to listen to me. So I think it's cool. I mean, it exists and, uh, you can find gratitude in it, but it's not why you make music. No, no, not at all. Like we were talking about briefly before, you know, if there was no industry, I'd still make music because mm -hmm. music it would be, music would be thriving. If industry stopped tomorrow, music would be fine. People would still make music mm -hmm. and it would be probably get better because they stop chasing that three second clip that gets on radio <laughs> that you know what I mean yeah I, benign oh my brother <laughs> you be my lover oh god why did why did they not just sing uh, I mean fair play to them fair play to them fair play to all you guys you're getting radio play good on you no I I was actually going through we have a, a segment where we will take submissions from artists that are you know just starting out and I I like I said I'm at Berkeley I, if I can you know help out I will but I, I think I tweeted or something I was like I wish I could just talk about the bad ones without getting cancelled because some of them right. are just so fucking bad yeah I know <laughs> like every girl's Olivia Rodrigo and every guy's trying to be Kendrick Lamar it's like this <laughs> to get some originality there you can I have know. the same backdrop <clears throat> But that's the industry side. Yeah. That's the, that's the bit where people have got lost in that. Mm -hmm. But you know, the likes, the you know, the, how, the, it's the exterior. Thing. Yeah. And when, listen, it's cool. That's a thing, and I would never look down on anyone that you know wanted that kind of life. You know, that sort of success and all that's fucking great. Uh, I just think music is way cooler than that. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> but hey, you're a man of many talents. Beyond music, you have a podcast. <laughs> that's just talking, mate. You know that. <laughs> What made you say I want to start a podcast? Uh, again, the lockdown. Yeah, uh, and I was making the record. I was getting in a better headspace, um, and I guess one of the things I realised I was starting to miss at that point, when I wasn't pissed at twelve in the day, <laughs> um, was like you know the camaraderie of being with mates in the road or chatting, and so it was kind of cool just for a, a few weeks to three times a week I sat down with a, with someone and mm -hmm. had a yarn. There was only a couple of them I didn't know. Most of them are mates. Uh, I, I think I was... I was taking notes. You are you are very natural uh, at conversations. I, I was certainly taking notes, especially when it, like... I think there was an episode with Courtney Cox I was listening to. There was a moment where you guys were discussing, like, a, a mutual friend that had passed, oh, yeah. and you addressed it so graciously. And I definitely took a mental note of that, <laughs> you know, should... A, a darker negative thing come up just how to handle it i thought it, yeah you just handled it so graciously thank you man yeah thank you and thanks for reminding me of my dead friend well done <laughs> Jesus, fuck what this is going on with us welcome to boston it's what we do um what we do <clears throat> cannolis and dead friends um <laughs> are we getting a season two of the podcast i'd like to okay i'd like to it's about getting the time uh mm -hmm. There's already a few plates spinning. We're in a studio now. You got to want to call up a friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know what? The, the idea I have for the next one was actually, I've got a camper van. Oh, cool. And I like the idea of going to people and then maybe cooking something in the camper, you know, making a bit of food in the camper van. That would be, uh, I would, I, I love that already. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we, we talked about that. Don't be stealing that idea anymore. <laughs> you asked your guests, actually, the, uh, the death row question. 
Yeah, well, it's not, I guess, you, the last meal, the mm -hmm. last supper, like your, you know, the final supper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what would you have? What would you eat? And what would you listen to? If you could, if you knew it was happening, yeah. like at this time, the world's going to implode. But everyone gets, everyone gets exactly what they want to eat and to listen to. It's changed a little bit for you. What would it be today, right now? What would you listen to? What would you eat? Right now, I would listen to Long Distance Love by Little Feet, and I would drink a beetroot juice. A what juice? Beetroot juice. Oh, beetroot juice. Yeah. And Interesting. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, an acai bowl. Okay. Rose bowl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of those. Inter I didn't think you were going to say that. Yeah, I usually That's just it. because I, I feel like I've torched my insides. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't even drink that much. I'm just getting old. Oh, I just got to cleanse out before we go. Yeah, so that's what, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking I had beetroot juice and an acai bowl was exactly what I wanted. <laughs> that's not fun. I'm like, honestly, no, I'm mad at that. But yeah, I, I thought it was funny. Like, every time you answered, it was so, like, tea and toast. And, like, I something love tea about, and, and toast. And then, yeah, no, just acai bowl. We got to cleanse. I did a juice juice cleanse recently. No yeah. reason. Just the stupidest decision in my life. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, beetroot juice, though, good. So good. First time I had it. So good. Although anyone that's trying beetroot juice, when you go to the toilet, don't freak out. <laughs> don't freak out. Remember that you had beetroot juice. Your guts aren't bothered. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Uh, if only I had that advice last week, it would have saved me a trip to the ER. Uh, <laughs> So, Foy Vance, I've never seen you in, in person or in show and concert or whatever. I'm super, super excited. What should I expect tonight? For everyone on stage to arrive and be there. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Cut. Yeah. I, you know, I always we'll ask be that there. question. We're there to make music. We're going to throw down. My favorite part yeah. about the question is no one answers it, honest. Like, no one's ever like, oh, you're going to have a great time. There are always something, it's always something snarky, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be the most awesome show you've ever seen. It's going to change your life. You're going to find, like, a new religion. Yeah. I'm, I'm there. Better? I'm there. Uh... <laughs> Thank you so much. This was a great conversation. My pleasure. And I can't wait to you find my tonight? new religion. I am, yeah. Good, man. I'll be finding my new religion. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever played a Royale? I th well, I was trying to figure this out today. Uh, I think I maybe did years ago, supporting someone else. Mm. I think. But it's I a good know. venue. It turns into a nightclub afterwards. It's, it's oh, that's this minutes. one, is it? We got to get out. <laughs> Sharp. <laughs> Mr. Dooley's, I'm telling you. All right. Well, I did bring my wig with me. I said, I popped the wig on and hit the club. <laughs> Boss would love that. Hey, I know we just wrapped, but that's another thing. The I Something I love, too, is the the front and the back of the album. I was listening to an interview because I was so interested. I was like, what does this mean? What is it? What's the secret? Nothing. He just did it. And I love that. And I also kind of love, I'm just talking. I love when people make things out of their own, like from their own mind and lay it on the artist. And the artist is just like, no, nah, I just kind of did that in the street. Mm. <laughs> That's all it is, really, isn't it? <laughs> Following your gut and not trying to understand it or think about it. I could post-rationalize it. I made sense. The reason it's on the record is because it made sense. I, yeah. could, I could think about it and go, well, that makes sense. But the reason I did it was just because I wanted to work with this incredible photographer. And we talked before about me dressing up like a Victorian dress with a big thingy wearing the dot, just for the sheer kind of uh, intrigue of the of the of of spending that time together. And 
and peculiarity because of the moustache, I think. Yeah. You know, just kind of, it's quite a striking image. We would, we'd talk about it and, you know, and he, he, I think he thought I was joking. I was like, I'd love to do that. That sounds great. Let's do it. So we did it. And we did a series of shots where, you know, I start off as a fighter and then I go to Crystal or Cristal, as James Miller, the photographer calls her, uh, or that character. And then back to the fighter with the makeup on. I guess I could make sense of that with regards to signs of life, you know, yeah, I mean, it there certainly makes sense, you know, after the thought, but I think the original uh, kind of execution just kind of happening, I think is such a fun story. Yeah. Don't think, just do. That's the best way to do it. There we go. Well, boy, Vance, thank you so much. I, I really pleasure, look forward man. to the show tonight.